Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. What's good, everybody? Sound the alarm, sound the flashing lights, sound all of the reggaeton, uh, dance hall horns, whatever you need. We've got an emergency coast-to-coast podcast because Hubert Davis and his staff one day into the uh, longest dead period we've ever seen, have one recruit on campus and get a quick commitment from Will Shaver, 6'10", 245 out of Birmingham, Alabama. This is a special edition commitment edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Joey Powell. With me, as always, Sherell McMillan, Sean Moran. Before we dive into talking about Will Shaver and his commitment to Hubert Davis, I want to give you guys a quick, uh, as you have come to expect, quick dose of love for Johnny T-Shirt. We're special tonight. We're quick on the draw tonight. But you know who's just as reliable as we are? Maybe even more? Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Hit them up. Uh, JohnnyT-Shirt.com, the best place for University of North Carolina apparel, gear, paraphernalia, any other word that you can think of. Uh, They are fine haberdashers of North Carolina gear, whether it be from Nike, Columbia, Cutter & Buck, you name it. Johnny T-Shirt has it. They're locally owned and operated uh, run by UNC alumni. They appreciate Inside Carolina. We appreciate them. We want you to appreciate them. Check them out, johnnytshirt.com. Premium subscribers to IC, get that extra 10% discount off the top. So use that code found on the premium uh, message boards and make sure you go check out Johnny T-Shirt quickly. Now, for the reason we're all here, let's talk about Will Shaver. Sherelle, this seemed like a pretty uh pretty what do they call it uh may june romances what's the old adage that our grandmothers used to say as a quick so i don't know you, you know what they talk about when when something happens quickly akin to a shotgun wedding i'm struggling here tell me about will shaver uh yeah so uh again a, a 610 guy out of birmingham alabama um quick you keep talking about quick and things happening fast you know basically three weeks from um offer from unc to commitment to unc so about 10 days after his offer i think he set up an official visit uh to unc on the very first day that he could do it and i think maybe um we should have read more into that you know there's an old uh adage for those who have been around i see a long time there's uh brownie uh watch what they do not what they say and we were listening i think to what he said he set up official visits for kansas for the schools and it didn't seem like he was going to end this very quickly but when you watch what he did um it seemed like you know i I guess the power of retrospect it kind of screams that he really really uh, coveted the unc offer and that's where he wanted to go um so it's a good start for hubert davis the first high school commitment for hubert davis and i think it's funny uh you know his first three commitments justin mccoy brady manick and will shaver all um are the type of big men he has coveted they're the guys (laughs) who can um face post in space is what I would call it. Um, so the, the tweak that he's making to UNC offensively um, really comes through in his first three commitments. All uh, big guys, all versatile, all can shoot out to the three-point line, of playing, you know, probably multiple positions. Yeah, it's like Hubert Davis has this shopping list and there's one item on it. It's like he <laughs> guy likes one style of sandwich when he goes to the deli to get food. But hey, whatever, it seems to be working for him. And uh, you know, he's one for one. We talked about on the episode that we recorded on Sunday night about this list that UNC was going to have kind of coming through and visiting campus and, you know, the different priorities on this list of the different players. Well, however you want to shake it, 
UNC is one for one in the Hubert Davis era on high school offers slash commitments. Sean, you're the kind of game analysis guy that that I see leans to in situations like this. I think some of the discourse around Shaver is that when well, people look at his old ranking, and granted, we'll talk about rankings in a second, but people look at his old ranking and they're like, well, why, why is UNC offering this kid? But if you kind of look at his game and how it's evolved uh, somewhat quickly, I don't know if it's him growing into his body or just kind of getting against some good competition, but whatever, it seems that this is actually a pretty talented player. How do you see a kid like Will Shaver fitting it at UNC, and what do you see that the pluses and minuses of his game? Uh, and feel free to go as deep as you'd like to go here. Sure. I mean, I think, that, you know, the first thing when it was announced, you see three-star next to his name, and that's not something you really want to associate UNC basketball with or Hubert Davis's first recruit. But as you mentioned, you know, I think the rankings number 162, but once again, one is really hard to rank anybody outside of the top 50 in general. Um, and two, it's extremely hard to rank after really not getting a, a good evaluation period, you know, over the last 12, 14 months. So I think when the new rankings are out, uh, you know, hopefully it's not the quote unquote UNC bump, but I think he will definitely see a much more appealing uh, ranking uh, just due to how he has been, has been playing in the spring. Uh, he's been playing on the Under Armour circuit and he's been, you know, each tournament he seems to be playing better and better. And obviously that's, that's why UNC offered a, a few weeks ago, but in terms of his, his game uh, you know, he's a, tr a, a true center. So he's not a, you know, five, four, he's not a, not a hybrid, his size, he's a, he's a true center, but as Pharrell mentioned, he has the ability to score in the post, but he can face up and shoot. Um, and he can step out to the three point line and knock it down. I think consistently uh, with, with kind of his mechanics and his, his shooting form. Uh, he's not definitely not the most athletic or explosive, um, you know, player around. And I think even, you know, in the high school season, he, he lost about 40 pounds to get to where, he's at right now. And I think, you know, with players like Kennedy Meeks and others, there's, there's still room to go once they get to Carolina. Um, so he, he's not going to be a finished product by any means when he, when he steps on campus, but he's a guy, you know, what position he is. Um, he has the skill set that Hubert Davis and, and UNC is looking for and being able to score inside and outside. He's really long. I don't know what his wingspan is, but that that's kind of what jumped off the page to me is how long he is. And that kind of negates some of his, uh, vertical explosiveness. So, you know, he can protect the rim, you know, just with that length and size as well. I think the question mark defensively will be in the pick and roll, um, you know, and, and how teams look to potentially try to get him isolated or, or how are they hedging, et cetera. But I think, you know, as a, the first player to commit, um, he's not going to maybe scare off a potential one and done player, uh, but at the same time, it provides a good, a good baseline for somebody that should be at UNC for several years and, and a player that uh, should ideally, you know, grow into uh, hopefully a starter. Um, because I think when you're, you know, we've seen what happens when you've gotten a bunch of guys that are kind of, you know, sub 100 and they don't really materialize. So the goal is to get him into a starter level, I'd say as a sophomore junior um, and have him be productive as a freshman. Um, so I, I think that those are the things you see with, with Shaver, but I think the key thing is he's been improving and playing very well over the past few months and he's kind of on a upward trajectory and he has another whole year, uh, to can, you know, to, you know, to continue, uh, sorry, <laughs> to continue to 
as he as the season goes. So that that's how I kind of look at it right now. Is it's a good baseline for them to build on. Well, definitely, you you mentioned his trajectory. He's trending the right way. He has been trending the right way since his last season. Uh, he's playing against competitions. He's got a full summer of competition to continue that trajectory and then another high school season to work on the things that I'm sure uh, Hubert Davis and the staff will filter to him and to his AAU coaches and to his high school coaches about, you know, areas that he needs to improve. So uh, definitely good to see that. And, you know, my old man, whenever he, he talks about things being large or big, he always says, well, that's grown. You know, he's grown. That thing's grown. Will Shaver at 6'10", 245 is grown and he's 17. So, you know, you always hear coaches say you can't coach big or, you know, you can't, it's like, or you can't teach big, excuse me. I mean, that's just, you've already got that sort of size. And from what Sean has just broken down for us, there's a good baseline of talent plus some room to grow for the Tar Heels. Trill, with the list of players that are coming into campus right now, how would Will Shaver's commitment potentially affect any of those? I think Sean made a great analysis in that Shaver's not the type that's going to scare off a potential one and done or, uh, you know, a, a blue chip five-star player at that position. But how do you see Shaver's commitment potentially affecting other members of this class or other prospects that are on the UNC radar? Well, I think for the guys who fancy themselves as true force, which I guess in this day and age is everyone <laughs> for, for those guys, um, this is a good thing because, this is a building block that you can say, hey, you might play some center, you know, in a small ball lineup or you might rotate, but you're not going to be the full time starting center because we have that guy. We, we you know, we have Will Shaver there. Um, so I think that is something that can help. They can pitch that. They can say, look, you know, he's here. Um, he can rebound. You know, he can do some of the things that we want in the post that will free you up. Now, we're not saying that you can't play in the post. We're just saying that we have someone in case, you know, you want to showcase your other skills or we want you to showcase your other skills. So I think that is pretty big. I think for other players, um, you know, uh, the transfer portal is not going away. So I think a lot of coaches are going to ensure that they have a scholarship or two left over each year, just in case, you know, the perfect player comes down the pike. And for North Carolina, I think that's going to be the case as well. And so other players, you know, I, I'm, other players who might have um, uh, fancied themselves, you know, Carolina being their leaders or have thought about committing, you know, they, they kind of have to hurry up because now you're looking at a situation where one spot of maybe three, maybe three yeah. um, big guys is gone. And so um, there are other players coming on campus and uh, there are other players that they will probably see in July who may get offers. So I would say that this, uh, this puts pressure on those folks. If they really, really want to go to UNC, then, you know, they're going to have to do it soon um, because the spot could be taken, you know, fairly quickly. We, we didn't anticipate day two of uh, the live <laughs> period uh, that one spot would already be gone. So um, that's just one less spot. And so the urgency for the other folks, I think, um, increases a ton. That, that's how it changes things. It, it gives them cover um, to say you're not going to play full-time center. And then it also, uh, you know, makes things more urgent for other guys. That's a great point. Um, so two more things I want to hit before we get out of here. Uh, first off, we talked about rankings a little bit. You know, Sean, you mentioned he's in the mid-hundreds right now. Uh, I know that there's going to be a re-ranking fairly, I don't know, I don't want to say it's soon, but there will be one before the end of the summer, I would assume, after uh, some of the 24-7 guys get to see a lot more of these players. Can, do either one of you guys just have a, a kind of a range of where you think uh, Will Shaver might fall uh, before the September rankings? 
Just take a take a stab at it. I'll let Sherelle go first. Uh, <laughs> man, what a, that's a zone defense, Sean. We don't oh, allow man. that here. I got nothing. I, I would uh, say, I mean, I think it'll be top 100. Uh, I'd say 75 to 100. Um, you know, if they do a ranking before the the lot, July live period begins. Okay. Sherelle, you, you don't want to stake a number on it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know the recruiting guy is supposed to be into rankings, but I'm more into tiers than rankings. And I think once you get past 30, it's kind of – you know, who, who's going to develop, who picked the best situation, who has drive, um, who maybe has things that they uh, learn, you know, all, all that stuff to me is what differentiates, differentiates, you know, 31 from 117. I don't think there's th that much difference in most of those guys as players. So um, for UNC, you know, they hope that Will Shaver's in the right place. He hopes he's in the right place for development and that, you know, he out, outplays his ranking, whatever it is. I mean, but the fact is, you know, I don't want to say rankings are immaterial, but if the head coach finds a guy who fits his system, um, who he identified, then mm -hmm. I think you just kind of have to roll with it. And this is not a situation where, you know, Hubert Davis and, and Brad Frederick, his, his primary recruiter, just looked around and was like, oh, let's just go to Birmingham and find this guy. <laughs> you know, they were looking for, to, to use the old taking thing, a particular set of skills. And they found that in Shaver. So I wouldn't worry too much about the ranking as much as I would that this is a guy they specifically targeted um, since Hubert Davis took over to do what they want to do. All right. So you didn't give us a number, but I will accept <laughs> your answer as – <clears throat> logic in replacement for a number and i do want to point out for our listeners oh, i was perfect <laughs> i do want to say for our listeners too sherelle was talking about tears t-i-e-r-s not t-e-a-r-s those are two different things here uh homonyms but not exactly the same thing all right last question uh i saw a note on the old social medias uh right after shaver's commitment from a current tar heel uh mr armando bacot who said, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have it in front of me, but that uh, that Shaver was going to be a problem. Uh, so apparently, it sounds like he performed well, or at least at minimum held his own with the players that were back in town playing pickup in the Smith Center. Uh, Sean, Sherelle, any thoughts on that? Rello, go to you first. Um. Yeah, I mean it's nice that Armando said that. I think players a little <laughs> too often. No, no, I'm, I, I don't. I wasn't in the building, so I, don't, I can't obviously can't say. But I think players sometimes maybe over exaggerate those. Like, oh, so and so was a problem. He was he was so good, and and the guy you know just can't play. Not saying that's the case with Shaver. <laughs> that does happen a lot. Um, but it does also happen where situations, you know, we've talked about it in the past, like Nate Britt, uh, one of the reasons that, you know, Rogan's felt so comfortable with him is because the players raved about how well he was in pickup and, and how great he played. Same thing uh, with Caleb Love a couple of years ago. Um, so it, it is meaningful because I do think the players as, as stewards of the program. Um, I think that's why it's so important for UNC to have those pickup games because it's not just the current players. It's anybody who's around, you know, the Carolina basketball program mm -hmm. and old players, they can kind of get a feel for a guy and then they can all give a recommendation. And if you get, you know, <laughs> 10 guys on the current team and three former players and say, yeah, this, this kid can play. Um, that's a pretty strong recommendation from, uh, you know, those guys to, to the head coach. So I think maybe that's part of what that was. Um, so if, if Armando said it, then, you know, he, maybe he played really well and was draining threes and, and looked good. Sean, any, any uh, suspicions on your part as to how he might've played or who he might've fared well against to get everybody's attention? Well, I, I think um, 
you know, he, he as you said, he, he was the first player to take a visit. He is the quote unquote lowest ranked player uh, to take that initial visit. So even without the game, if he's a guy that wanted to go to Carolina, like he would, he's one that would have needed to have committed early on because higher ranked players are coming from, you know, from behind to take the next visits. Um, but if he wasn't able to compete at that level, I think that would have been sniffed out pretty quickly in the, in the, once again, it's only a few pickup games, but if he's not able to compete at that level, I think Ward would have filtered back pretty quickly. And maybe if he had wanted to commit, it would have said, you know, let's, let, let's put it on ice for a little bit. So at the very least it's positive that, you know, he seemed to play well, I think, uh, you know, seemed to compete at that level, ready to take a commitment knowing that he was the first, first one of the bigs to come visit. All right. Well, boys, with that, anything else you want to add before we put a, a, a wrap on Mr. Shaver here? No. Hearing none, I move that we close this episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. Uh, we will definitely put a hot towel on Mr. Shaver. And thank uh, you boys. Well, are you laughing? Was that too, too much a hot of a towel, there? Mr. Shaver? That was good. That was good. That was See good. what I'm doing there? Thank you yeah. for picking up on yeah, that. Yeah, I caught it. I caught it. Sean, Sean's on the West Coast. It'll take a little bit for him to get it. But I appreciate you guys joining me as always, especially on uh, such a drop of a hat. Uh, but Cheryl McMillan, Sean Moran, always bringing the fire. This has been the most recent and a surprise edition of the Coast to Coast discussing Will Shaver, the first commitment of the 22 class for Hubert Davis and his staff at University of North Carolina. As always, follow InsideCarolina.com for all of this type of news. Uh, Sherelle, Greg Barnes, Sean Moran, Ross Martin, all the writers and contributors of Inside Carolina will be on top of it. Uh, so, so stay tuned to Inside Carolina for more. And if you haven't already, subscribe. Get all this content sent directly to your device so you can hear the latest news and the latest updates. And we appreciate you guys being here. Oh, Sherelle has one more note. Yeah, he just popped in the chat for me before I wrap. One yeah. more note, Sherelle. Yeah, and I just – I'm sorry. You, you did a great job of closing. I, I, I'm, That's all right, man. You're, you're full disclosure. Full disclosure, I have ruined this podcast like four times. Y'all <laughs> won't get a chance to hear it, but I have destroyed it like four times. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Carolina fans also should give kind of a uh, point to the passer to Garrison Brooks, who we mentioned a few times um, has been working with Shaver. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how, like, serious they are as, as friends and how tight they are as far as the relationship, but they have been working out. And, um, you know, Brooks did kind of mention, we know, Carolina to him. Um, so I think that definitely had an impact. You know, it could be that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Schaefer really, really wanted to go to Carolina. And, you know, once he got the offer, that was that. But I do think Garrison Brooks can, can get an assist on this one. Well, we will allow it and we will give him the A in the box score. All right. We meet at this time. Appreciate you guys being here. Cheryl McMillan, Sean Moran, you guys are always on it. Uh, thank you all for listening, for watching. Hopefully we'll be doing more of these because we like giving you guys content and it's a good sign for the program when they can get players like this to commit so quickly. But we appreciate you all being here. Subscribe, rate, review us. Stay tuned inside Carolina. We'll have more as it develops. But for Cheryl McMill and for Sean Moran, I'm Joey Powell. We'll catch you next time. Late. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? 
This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.